Ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons, welcome back to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined as always, Scott of Vector Sigma. How you doing, Scott? Good, no problems. Awesome. That's great to hear because I don't know about you, but this has been a very exciting week for Transformers. Uh, I know I was sitting at work today and I got a notification on my phone that a couple things were getting tweeted out by the official Transformers uh, Twitter account. Transformers TCG Twitter account, and yeah, I, I got really excited <laughs> by some of these cards. Yeah, um, they've been releasing them at, at various times that I always have work meetings, so uh, I'm always catching <laughs> up like 20 minutes after the conversations are already started. So Right. Well, we don't want to dive right into them just yet, because there are a few things to go over I don't want to call them housekeeping because that makes it sound boring, but there are some exciting things that are happening actually with Vector Sigma specifically. Uh, Scott, you want to tell us about it? Because I'm sure people that are listening to this have already seen it go up, but for those who may not be aware or like you said, maybe they were caught in work meetings all week and they didn't know that this is happening. Yeah, so we, um, if you've heard other podcasts that we've done mostly uh, in 2019, especially the one that we... I think it was the first one we did in 2019 or the last one we did in 2018 where we talked about some of the goals uh, for the year. Part of what I mentioned was trying to have uh, daily content of some sort and expanding our multimedia offerings to include um, video content as well. So uh, we started a YouTube channel on Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, Tuesday, I want to say. Right. Um, uh, the links are on the, the website or you can just search uh, VectorSigma.info. And we'll, I'll get a link into the show notes as well so that people can find yep. it easily. Um, right now, there we have uh, some of our videos of our uh, the charity event that we ran in December. Um, we're also planning on uh, having more gameplay videos, um, having uh, voiceover gameplay videos as well, so like commentary-type uh, match videos, not just so that way... If you're relatively new and you want to understand why certain things were done in a match, uh, we can go over that. Um, we're also planning on, you know, doing deck techs on there, especially when we're at events, um, as well as then hopefully showing that deck like in action during the event. Right. Um, and then we're just basically going to try to whatever topics we feel are difficult to get through um, written, like you have to actually see things in action or... or there's just it's just more of a free form media to be able to talk about certain things and, and get certain points across without writing in a total encyclopedia, getting lost in some of the stuff. Um, we're going to work on some of that content as well. Our main goal was basically to deliver the same quality of, of video content that we do in the written. So like, you know, high powered, I guess you could say, you know, tournament level quality uh, for players as well as like, you know, in-depth analysis and strategy more than just like, you know, I'm just going to play test this random deck. I mean, we'll, we'll do that during, uh, like as we get into wave two and things like that, but we're always, we'll always strive to play like, you know, test decks against known meta decks and things like that. So we're not just basing our opinions off, off of like, you know, inbred testing and things like that. So exactly. Yeah. It also, I personally feel that it adds, even if some of the content, if people think it's being repeated, it's worthwhile because I mean, I know for me personally, sometimes I need to physically see it. I need to see a deck list. I need to witness 
the plays in action in order to really get my head around it. So I'll read something and understand it, but I don't truly grasp it until I witness it in some instances. And I know there's a lot of other people out there that are along the same line. So I'm definitely looking forward to it myself because there are some other Vector Sigma team members that are pitching in a lot for that. So shout out to them. Um, and hopefully we can get a lot of those up there. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, not to like use work type things, but people learn in different ways. Right. So like, um, you know, there's some people learn through books or through written content. Like you said, some people learn through videos. So like, yeah, I mean, some of the duplication is not a problem. Um, you know, we just want to, we just want to make sure that we're always, I, I know in the beginning, some of the, some of the videos are just like straight gameplay without any, um, like, you know, commentary and things like that. But we always want to strive in the future to basically like always have like a point quote unquote to the, like what we're doing or like a video right. series on purpose or something like that. So we're not just like, you know, showing random stuff, but if people want to see certain things, want to hear certain audio over certain plays, just let us know and we'll, we'll do our best to, uh, to satisfy that need. Awesome. So definitely check out vectorsigma.info. I, as I said before, I will get a direct link to the YouTube channel right now because it's still young. Uh, unfortunately, YouTube does have some requirements before you can get a custom URL. So that is a limitation for the short term, at least. But looking to the future, it'll be a lot easier to try and track all that stuff down. Yep. And we're still going to have high quality written content as well, because some of, of us are better at certain things than others. So absolutely. Uh, so moving on from there, topic number two on here I had is rules updates, but it's not really, we've talked about before about some of the actual gameplay rule changes, but in this case, it's actually something that sounds boring, but is really exciting. And that's that there is now an official Transformers, I guess, Q&A email when it comes to rules. So every Friday, the official Transformers TCG team will collate all of the questions from that week, review them and then release updates officially for whatever rules questions happen to come up. And since there's there's still a few lingering things, even from wave one, before we consider wave two, it's good that this sort of initiative is getting up off the ground. I, I'm sure you were very excited about this, Scott. Yeah, I mean, because the reason I'm excited about it is because it shows that there's a level of commitment to to the the more difficult gameplay aspects of the game. So. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to bleed this into other topics, but there's been there's been discussion around like what the level of uh, of commitment of a competitive game sometimes that they're they're looking at with Transformers, and I think this shows that they are trying to satisfy the the players like us, the hobby player type, need to have this type of information. Right. I think I think they set out to make a really simple game, to be honest with you, but. What they didn't understand is that there are certain minor interactions that cause confusion um, where where it seems like, I mean, I will say in fairness, like 95% of the time in this game, unlike in other games, it's basically like whatever the card says is. And, and I think people sometimes are trying to interpret things that are not there. Um, that is but also you can true. Already see, yeah, but you can already, I mean, and to be honest with you, a lot of it is more around there's a couple, like you said, there's a couple lingering questions from wave one, but I will say that I did notice a lot of like templating issues and different information being said about the same types of things when it deals with wave two. So 
Um, I'm not sure if they were aware of that, like that, you know, different articles that are out there have said different things, although they're in the same vein, they're slightly different than one another. Right. And that, that could cause confusion, especially, I mean, obviously like there's no wave two like rule book or no wave two epic here or anything like that yet. But like, I think it just shows that sometimes the, the public perception of what goes on and, 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 and their, their media outlet sometimes some of the phrasing they use is still colloquial to like some right. of their playtesting terms. Like you'll hear people say like, like red pips, they obviously yeah. don't exist. Like, you know, and like things like that, like in interviews that kind of, kind of slip out and because we don't have a huge outlet to, to get information. I mean, until this, um, you know, everyone would chomp at the bit whenever something like that was said. And there's already different issues being said about like, you know, green pips and things like that. So, you know, I think it's just great that they're giving players an outlet to, to ask these questions. Yep. I just, what I really hope doesn't happen is what happens on the Facebook groups, which is the same questions just going to ask over and over and over again. <laughs> I mean, that's, um, that's gonna happen no matter what. I think yeah. they, to some extent they have to realize, yeah, they, there's, especially if the game is growing. And this is something that I think other people have said on the Facebook group, and I don't want to digress too much about it. But if you see a lot of those questions, yes, people could easily go search. It's kind of like the old, let me Google that for you response right, for a lot right. of things. But it does, it does indicate that there's a new blood coming in, which is a silver lining to it. Because if these people were hanging around or have been there for a while, they would have seen, well, what size top loaders do I need for the 10,000th time? But right. the fact that it's a new person, you know, most people go, oh, I'm really excited, and they just jump right in. So I I agree with you. Hopefully that people will, will do a cursory search, at least for a lot of these questions. I'm sure they're going to get inundated with does bold stack a thousand times every week. Yep. But can I play trans auto wasn't seven guys by saying that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, they, it, like I said, if those questions are being asked, that means that there are probably new players, like brand new players coming in. And that is a good thing for obvious reasons. So, yeah, I also think it's great that there's going to be like regular content on their Facebook page. I mean, they've that already too. mentioned, they mentioned in the past, like their desire to, to, I think you. I think you said you tweeted at them one time, and they said they were working on having a, a bigger web presence, not yep. just on Facebook. Right. Um, but this at least gives you a reason to go to their page when that. Like, I mean, they've obviously had a lot of preview articles and things like that, and they're using, I guess, them as like either announcements or notes on Facebook. But I mean, like, obviously, a, a place to have all that housed would be good. Absolutely. But this gives this is a non non spoiler season reason to to use the main website. So right. um, if they're going to make that kind of commitment, again, it, this has to be a good thing because they're finding a need for it. And they're definitely, they know that it was in reaction to our type of players looking for this information. I think that's, I think that's a really important thing to understand. Yes. Because, um, I, I mean, I hate to harp on it, but like, if you go back and reread our interview with Drew, like he was very, he was very poignant in saying that they were serving multiple audiences and the one that's out there on Facebook and asking difficult questions 
about interactions in the card game that are like at an advanced level that most players wouldn't even think of means they they are trying to satisfy our audience mostly right uh, with this move which is which is positive for uh future considerations that people in our audience might be looking for as well absolutely yeah there are a lot of things that you can read into from this and pretty much all of them are good signs for anybody out there that's wondering uh it a lot of the things that scott just said so i'm not going to review everything but it's very exciting that this is going to be an opportunity to get those things ironed out especially leading into wave two because while we're getting to that point where okay we're getting a pretty good sense of what the set is shaping up to be there's still a lot of unknowns, and I'm sure there's going to be something that they release probably tomorrow because they always do that to us. Right, um, right. And uh, then we, we'll all be left scratching our heads. Now we have an avenue to get those questions answered and in an official capacity and maybe more importantly, on a regimented schedule. Uh, I yep. know from other games, whenever there is either banned or restricted announcements or any kind of gameplay changes, it's not necessarily... I mean, people always get up in arms about change, but if it's on a schedule, you can expect it that once a quarter, once a year, once every six months, whatever the interval happens to be, in this case, once a week, you know it's coming, you can look forward to and prepare for that. And I think that's a really big positive. I think another thing to understand is that overall, the team that works on the game is not huge. So like, right. we're still able to find certain interactions that may have slipped through the cracks. And I think that's great that they're able to take such a a face-forward way of interacting with a community that may have those questions. Because I know I've seen in other games where that does not get answered on any kind of schedule at all. And like, you know, oh, yeah. like judges are left scratching their heads as to how they want to interpret things and stuff like that. So. And you end up with regional differences in some cases where it's, okay, well, let's find out what the judge, whoever the head judge is going to be, how they're going to rule this. Um, yeah which is not a position anybody wants to be in. So I guess long story short, this is really good news. I know it probably sounds boring to a lot of people, but th this is actually really cool. Yeah. Uh, so moving from there to something to kind of warm us up a little bit before we dive into the actual spoilers, one of the things that came out of the Game Informer article, which was kind of brief, but was picked up by Vangelis on the WTF at TFW crew, uh, he actually noticed that triple changers apparently are going to be making an appearance in wave two, which is yet another thing on the list of, yeah, we'll get those, but not in the second set. Uh, so I know a lot of people were, were clamoring for this when we first heard that wave two was going to be printed, uh, and everybody was hypothesizing what could be there. So are you excited by the potential for this, Scott, or do you think it's too much that we have... You know, combiners going in, all the, the extra stuff that's coming in with the new rule changes, the new pips, and now triple changers. Is it overwhelming, or do you think it's just it's another piece of gameplay? Nothing's ever overwhelming. I could care less about that. <laughs> um, but I guess my, my, my concern is the folding mechanism. Right. So I'm already, I'm already on record saying I'll own multiple versions of the combiners because I don't feel like folding the cards. Like, like right. my goal, like my... What I'm going to do right now, like with the combiners, is fold one version, put them in a normal battle card size top loader, and then put the combiner piece in a normal size top loader. You're not going to try um, and do the uh, arts and craft method to get the uh, sliding <laughs> thing that somebody built. I don't think I mean I don't think I'm going to be able to do that myself. 
Um, unless somebody can do it for me, probably not. But I'm going to see if I, um, I bought some extras. I'm going to try myself. We'll, we'll see how bad I botched this and whether I cut myself as I'm trying to pull them apart. <laughs> I mean, I have plenty of top loaders, so I, I could try it for sure, but, um, I'm not very mechanically inclined though. So, <laughs> um, like you said, so everybody's my, got their strengths. You don't have to be good at everything. Yeah. <laughs> so my concern and, and, and not everyone's going to do that. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, especially, you know, given the fact that we've now seen a rare center combiner team, like I'm not saying that everybody should feel they need to do that. It's just what I'm going to do personally. Right. Um, but my, my bigger concern then is, um, in the combiner that isn't going to happen all the time. Like I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to play all these pieces of card, like these characters in combiner based decks. So I might not even be folding and unfolding them like every single match. The triple changer thing, I'm probably going to be folding them and unfolding them often. Right. So just from a simple, like this is annoying and slowing down gameplay. I hope that doesn't come into play. I hope it's a core mechanic than that because like you can't flip from from one side to the other like you do on the combiner characters like because i think the way it works is the two alt modes are the 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 one side that are folded and then the right. the car- the bot mode is the the unfolded version yeah i um i mentioned so, before on other shows and even i think to drew himself when we were interviewing and probably off the record kind of thing I'm that I own a whole bunch of Transformers and other Transformers media aside from the game, uh, and other memorabilia and all kinds of nonsense, and like way too much. Ask my wife; I think she's still in chat. She'll <laughs> confirm. Uh, but point is, is that I would love to have some officially branded stuff, whether it's binders, sleeves, whatever. And this seems like something that, yes, people can hodgepodge, you know, their top loaders together to make these things or whatever. But I mean, ultra pro has an official agreement with wizards. They produce all the stuff for magic. It'd be cool if they had something mass produced that could handle this uh, so that you don't have to fold stuff. That being said, since it was designed that way, maybe the intent is, well, just fold the cards. You know, they're just cards. I don't know. Um, it would be I nice. Mean, I'm, not like worried, I'm not worried about the wear hair. That's not what I mean. I just, mm. I just, it's going to take time to like well, that, play everything in top loaders and all that stuff. Well, that's so what I mean. If, time, if you know? I'm thinking instead of, like I said, gluing together a bunch of top loaders to make that sliding thing that someone on Facebook put together, if there was an official one that did the same thing for mm-hmm. a reasonable cost since they can mass produce them, that would be better to me to just say, okay, do this. And then the slider will quite clearly be faster than, you know, take it out of the sleeve, fold it, put it back or wh- whatever the physical process ends up being. Yeah, there might have to, I mean, the problem is, like, they're, like, sideways, like, how do you tap them? That's going to look weird. Like, all your other normal-sized characters are tapping one way, these are tapping another way. Even if you had that slider mechanism, like, Mm -hmm. that's why, ultimately, like, I think the folding mechanism is going to be the one that maintains the best game state. It's just that yeah, I just don't know, like... I have to see these triple changers in action help and how often they're they're probably going to be flipping back and forth. Right. Um, I'm not really worried about the cardstock thing. Like I, I think that they they build good products. I'm not too worried about that. Right. Um, it's just it's just the taking in and out of the sleeve that, that like yeah. Because I, I I mean once I mean it was funny. I was looking. I have like a cabinet where I keep everything, and because the cards are foil, and this happens with all foil cards, like they start to 
it's not bend. I don't know what you want to call it. Like they, I, I guess, but but they're not. You could put them right in a, a top loader and they're fine. Right. They're, it's not like a permanent thing, but like when they're all in a stack, they start to do that. Like I guess oh, yeah, warp. Yeah. I don't know. What you, yeah, that like they're like, I don't know. They they bow for like like right. It looks like a bow. Like even though there's a stack of like fifty of, they're all bowed, <laughs> and 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 so. So like the a lot of them, like I have a whole set of them just sitting in top loaders and I've never taken them out since they've been in there. So it's like yeah. it's gonna be weird to me to like have to take cards in and out of the top loader all the time. So yeah, I mean maybe that'll be the thing is that those specific cards don't end up in top loaders. We'll have to see because it. I mean it's one of those things that once you start playing around with it, you'll figure out what the most ergonomic thing is and what's easiest for gameplay. But yeah, the there is a I share your concern that it's going to be tedious to do some of those things, but we'll. We'll have to wait and see. And the problem is, if you look at unofficial media that's out there, like the rarity on these cards could be a problem. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it I might be difficult to have multiple copies of them. Yeah, that's going to be a challenge, especially because uh, I mean the Dinobots are kind of popular, and we're going to get to them in a few minutes. So, um, I'm sure we'll we'll circle back to this one. Yep. Uh, so one other quick note that was mentioned was that there will be reprints. Uh, their rapid conversion, the common double pips, so improvised shield and handheld blaster, uh, primary laser, and I believe it was armored plating, if I remember correctly, yep. was all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably this is for limited. I know some people are not exactly excited that card slots are getting eaten up by these. They're commons. Um, it's kind of whatever to me even though I have a, a probably 300 rapid conversions at this point. <laughs> I, I actually think it's a good thing because it shows that they they understand that there are certain mechanics in the game, specifically the double pips, specifically like that primary laser becomes the standard, that armored plating becomes the like the baselines of, right. of, of these types of cards. Rapid conversion is the baseline flip card. They understand that having these in the set are, are necessary and that you should always look to them as a baseline. So like, I mean, we've all, we, we said this way back in the, in the way when we were doing um, set reviews, like about primary laser and things like that. But it's important to understand that because if they keep this going into the future, you, and they know that these are the staples and they keep putting cards like this in every set, it means that they act, they, they could anticipate in the future, like rotations or something like that. Like, right. So, they're doing it on purpose. Like if they, if they care that much about putting them in the set just for limited, they may also care about them being in the set because they're saying you always need cards like this. And we understand that if we introduced a new common double orange, double blue pip, like the game would get out of control. So like, absolutely. It's important. It's important to have that. So, yep. Yeah. I think there's, there's definitely silver linings. It's not all doom and gloom that, Oh no, I, we could have gotten five more or six more or whatever. However, I've in just five in case I'm covering it in case yeah. they, they're, they yeah. have others hidden, but um, yeah. it's not the end of the world. So, uh, No, I actually think it's a good thing. To be oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I just saw a few posts that, and understandably, people, it's a new set. They want new stuff. It's only, it's air quotes, only set two. So why are they already doing reprints? But like you said, there are legitimate and valid reasons for doing this. Mm-hmm. So going from there, where we actually can jump right into the previews. Well, maybe not right into at this stage. So we have... First one up, I was going to do the two uh, action cards that Wizards officially revealed, and then we'll get into the combiners and their associated cards on the back end. Um, 
So cornered and escape route are the ones that were recently previewed that respectively you can either flip one of your opponent's guys from bot to alt or, and that's on cornered or escape route, you can flip one of your own guys from bot to alt. And they're both, both have green pips, but escape route also has a white pip. I figured we were going to get the cornered effect at some point where you can forcibly transform one of your opponent's guys. There are edge case scenarios where you can really mess them up. Uh, I'm thinking namely stuff like Flame War. It's nice because it's a green pip, so you can maybe run a one of and, and you'll tutor for it, sort of, if you ever need it. Do you care about these, Scott, or are you are you putting these lower and it's just kind of, well, if it works out, these will get included? I, I don't know how these will make it into a 40-card deck. Um, I, the edge case scenarios with the corner are just too minor to me. There's also the combiner issue as well. I mean, that's a... Um, it can be a... I mean, it specifically said that in the article. Like, it can be a um, anti-combiner. An anti-combiner card because they have to be in... Uh, bot mode in order to combine right um so like you you should have more targets i mean but realistically and and when this card came out like i was more excited because i and I, I don't know why but i just didn't realize how edge case these these things really are but like most of the time because because you the way the game works is you're you're playing this on your turn right and you're forcing them to tra- to flip on your turn but actually most characters have like better defense or equal defense on their alt mode anyway right um so like that became a non-factor for a lot of characters there's 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 edge cases where it's not that way i think like besides the ones you mentioned like uh flame war is a big one um messing up scrabnel's ability is is the the massive one yes um that's like the biggest one. As long as you can get a big enough attack to get over the three defense and seven hit points, like that's the biggest use for the card that we that I can tell. Um, besides that, in Flame War, but other than that, most of the time you're actually like you could be helping your opponent because they're going to get the flip back anyway. So that doesn't even if they don't have a flip into mode like ability, you're just not really doing much a lot of the time. So I, I just don't that. see. Yeah, I, I just don't see this needing a lot of use because, like, let's say let's let's just say your 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 thought is like, oh, um, I looked at my opponent's uh, scrap pile and they have a lot of melee based cards, so I'm going to turn them from their their melee mode that they're in now into their range mode if it, if that exists. Like, well, they can just flip back. Like, what are you? You're not really hurting them that much, right? Like, not too many decks require like I need to. F- some decks don't even require a flip every single turn as it is once their guys are all flipped. Like, if the game goes long enough, it's not that big of a deal. That's exactly what I was going to say. This so, seems like it's going to be, if it, I mean, again, putting aside the edge cases where it's okay, I really want that particular character out of bot mode. The flame wars, the scrapnels, that sort of thing. I would expect that this would be more important early game because your opponent is still in the process of setting up and you're sort of stealing one of their actions you have to use your action to take their transform action which isn't necessarily what you want to be doing but maybe like i said since it's a green you could run a one of and then that way it's your 40th card potentially yeah it's just right now there's so many 
I, I mean, there's so many minor scenarios where I think it would matter that I, I've already seen a green card I'd rather play that probably has even more edge cases in what's it called combat training analysis. I think the one like you have to be the same star value as, as yes, your yeah. opponent. Like, and that, that has a I'm, much more dramatic effect in my opinion. Yeah. That one's growing on so, me the, the, by each passing minute. Um, yeah. I like this just cause maybe the uniqueness of the effect, um, escape route on the other hand is, and I think I said it offline. It's if your deck really wants 12 transform effects, um, I and guess. you're a and you're a mode that already has the extra one. Not every single alt mode even has right. I that yet. My personal attachment to Thundercracker has me eyeballing this one, um, but I don't know if there's going to be room. Basically, uh, I mean, whether- if you're I I mean, I th- I feel like honestly, if you're running rapid conversion in. I can't think of a scenario where you run rapid conversion to get to bot mode. Can you offhand? Like, I just can't think of one. I've done like, it before. That's what I, you want to do with it. Most of yeah, most it's of not like you go in saying, yes, this is my game plan. I think combiners now are going to be a thing where that happens. But prior to that, I mean, yes, I would want to transform more quickly but it's not my entire deck is based around okay well i gotta get all these guys i guess shockwave is really maybe the only example off the top of my head there's somebody out there that's going to be listening to this when it goes live and is going to be screaming at their their phone or whatever they're listening to it on i mean to me it's it's the situation where i'm already in bot mode i want to get to alt mode real quick and get right back into bot mode but, like, mm. you could do that in the same order. Like, it doesn't... You could play the rapid conversion and then flip back as your flip. Like, it, Oh, it, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes it's sense. It's not... Like, to me, this is this is just as good as rapid... This is, like, this is rapid conversion with a green thrown on it. Because yeah. most of the time you want to use a card effect to transform. It's to go from bot to alt immediately back to bot mode. Right. Um, because most characters want to attack most want to attack in in bot mode there are a couple exceptions of course um, but those characters don't see a lot of play like Jetfire. yeah some so like bumble like you know super rare bumblebee when he wants to flip into that mode and things like that mm. but there's still options with even with him to flip into the alt mode and then get right back in the bot mode to have better stats as long as you can do both in a turn like right to me like i would almost play this over rapid conversion now in decks that use rapid conversion which I don't have that many of those that use that anymore, yeah. like as ubiquitous as I thought it was going to be. So, like, I don't see what's wrong. Like, this is almost an on-demand rapid conversion. So, like, for now, I see no reason you would. I would run this over rapid conversion now because every deck that I, I use rapid conversion in wants to get to alt, alt, alt mode anyway. Or, as you said, you can set it up so it's is effectively the same thing in most scenarios. Um, yeah, so I mean, th- th- at that point, it becomes: Do you want to run this over rollout? And then that's where I can't yeah. really defend defend it. So, uh, yeah, that, that that crosses a, di- a quite different threshold. Is a little bit higher of a right. bar. Um, but yeah, I I could s- going into this discussion, I was mostly thinking: Okay, it's the redundancy of, like I said, I want all the transform effects, and then my whole deck is it feels like it's trying to be Tarn. Uh, which is kind of a, well, maybe it's not a deep cut 
for the comics, but anyway. Um, spoiler alert, the guy was addicted to transforming. Uh, that was one okay. of his character traits, so that's why. Um, like, literally addicted. But anyway, not to digress too far. I think we'll probably... So would you say we're we're possibly going to see escape route and we'll... We're less likely, but maybe see cornered. Is that what you're saying? Uh, until we see like what else uh, cornered would affect, I would mm. say yeah. For now, I think that, that's, that's reasonable. A fair at this assessment stage. for now. Yeah, we just don't. We have a lot of unknowns at this stage. So, um, so moving on from there, those were the two, I guess, regular actions. So if we dive into what everybody's probably or was really excited about until today, and that's the Dinobots. So I know you have a lot of words that you're probably putting pen to paper or finger to keyboard about for the new Grimlock and what he's reminiscent of from other games. Uh, Is he the standout guy to you out of, before we get to Volcanicus, of the five new Dinobots? Only in terms of ability, I wouldn't. I mean, I would say that the other ones will probably see more play in these versions because I think their stats are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but his ability, his ability is unique, and depending on the other cards we get, like he could be deck defining. I guess you could say right. And now so. that not to jump too far ahead, but since we are aware now of Stunticon Swagger, I think we can anticipate that Volcanicus is going to have a or the Dinobot team, at least, is going to have another Dinobot-centric card. Whether it's more than one, we'll see, but something in addition to the Enigma. Yeah, I would imagine so. So, aside from there, I agree with you that I could see, or maybe this is what you were implying, but not necessarily saying, I could certainly see some of these making an appearance in either, we'll call them standard Dinobot decks, or regular team compositions that happen to include one of these guys to fill out whatever their target is and not necessarily just the combiner team where compared to the Predacons that kind of seems to be their thing you know we headstrong will probably show up somewhere because of the brave uh maybe tantrum for the anti-repair a couple other edge case things to fill out teams um it, are you expecting to rearrange the traditional Grimlock sludge snarl lineup with these guys? Uh, I haven't sat down and really thought about the, the, like exactly how to build it if I wasn't building it to combine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say of the five, the only one to me that I would not see myself playing is probably um, is probably the new snarl. The one with plan two? It's plan two when attacking, so right. like it's much worse. I mean, it's not any worse than the old Snarl from that perspective. I mean, obviously, you get plan two instead of quote plan one. Right. Um, it's just that I think his regular stats are just worse. Yeah, I he think. he's a three nine two in alt and a four nine two in in uh, bot mode. So it's just minus one attack on both ends. And he doesn't get the draw two cards when you have no hand ability. Isn't exactly. Just blank on the uh, the one side. Right. So at that point, it's like, what are you really, like, what are you getting out of the deal? And you're just basically getting a larger attack to, to take up two cards out of your hand. So, like, I just can't see where I would play him over the other Snarl. And I don't know that 
play him at all outside of the combiner team, to be honest with you. Right, and um, I, I would agree with that. So, the but to, but all the yeah. rest to me are all playable. Yeah, they all definitely seem to have at least a unique niche that makes you interested in playing them, whether it's with the combiner team or not. One thing I wanted to note about Snarls, it did, because this was a discussion that I don't remember if we had on the show, but we definitely had offline, as to what would happen with Plan 2. So it is up to two cards from your hand. So you do have the option when you plan two to only sneak one on top. Um, yeah. That will come up, obviously, not just for Snarl, but for other abilities. Presumably, we will see plan in larger numbers or them stacking or whatever down the line. So it is something notable. Um, so I guess if you look at them all, so you have... Hmm. So they only have one... Only Swoop is a specialist now. So right. they, they lost... So the new sludge is not a specialist. Correct. Um, the sludge almost has the snarl ability where if you have less cards in your hand than your opponent, you get to draw two cards. That's powerful. And that um, should that actually, easy. I think, is going to be easier to trigger than snarl. I mean, yes, you can, oh, yeah. you can dino chomp, obviously, but you only need one less card. It's not like you have to have two less or no cards. It, it's not that difficult. Yeah, and I mean, like, you're not just drawing one card, you're drawing two cards, so it's 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 good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you care about the new... Si- yeah, he's a 3-12-2 uh, and 3-12-2 on both sides, so... The, the low attacks across the board on these guys do concern me. I've mentioned this before when we talked about other characters, just because now you're requiring, in most scenarios, obviously, if if it turns out that all blue dot deck is no longer a thing, which I doubt that it's going to go away entirely. But if it becomes less of a concern, maybe those three attacks aren't as big of a deal, but now you have to invest to get them to really do anything. Um, I mean, drawing cards is obviously good. It's giving you gas for future turns, but giving up or doing literally zero damage with this guy could be an issue. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to have weapons. That's right. Pretty much the issue. Yeah. So, what um, do you, how do you feel about. Oh, did you have any other thoughts on Sludge before I pushed you? No, Sludge. No. Okay. No, what, how, how do you feel about the new Slug? That's the guy who you flip extra cards for the white pips. Uh, he has three defense. That's what's important about him. Yeah, exactly. In both, <laughs> in both modes. In both modes. Okay. Um, I do want to call out. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Kind of relevant, but the mm. white thing is kind of irrelevant. But, I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any reason to care about it yet. Maybe we'll we'll see something else, or maybe the Dinobox-centric card will care. Uh, the three defense, I agree with you. He has double-digit health, which is, for me, it's a mental threshold. Um, I did want to call out, I do like the artwork on, for the most part, on these Dinobots better than the initial iterations. Yeah, this was the second time they were released in the mobile game. Like, I think, because the mobile game used to have, like, events they were every week so they weren't that big a deal but they would have events every week that were basically like named after the episodes and i think this was the second dinobot episode they had nice yeah i do oh god he costs one less star doesn't he isn't he only eight uh he is only eight as opposed to the other one that's nine it who also i do like the old slug because of that three defense he also naturally had six attack and 13 health is a lot but randomly going to zero defense is Dangerous, and we'll we'll talk about that probably very soon when we have Volcanicus. 
Um, yeah, but so I like him a lot because he's three defense in yeah. both modes for only for only eight. So, um, and I, I I don't think his white is irrelevant. I mean, obviously his white ability is irrelevant. I mean, it will work. I mean, like right. you know, it, it will definitely improve combat math. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So, it's not a totally irrelevant, right? Uh, now, Swoop, you had mentioned earlier, but the fact that he can allow you to get back two greens, because we have since, and I don't know if we brought this up last time, I can't recall, but the way greens work is you only get back one no matter how many you flip over in a given combat. So Swoop, if you happen to be green heavy for whatever reason, will let you recur additional ones. So that one, it's pretty beneficial. The way he's worded is confusing as to the timing of when you actually replace the card also. Well, Scott, it's good that we now have an email roasted. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. No, but seriously, that is something that is a uh, an open question of how the timing for some of this works. On him specifically, because it says when you attack, opposed to like at the end of combat, which is when the green... Mm-hmm pip comes into play so well, like i've interpreted after ways. this attacks put a battle card you flip this attack that has at least a green into your hand does that mean after combat has finished like the way a green is or does that mean after you flip the cards like the way optimus flipped his cards right or so you're <laughs> also thinking the scenario of what if you have multi-attacks or something like that is it his attack including versus the entire i guess if you have to attack multiple characters, that count as a single attack, I guess. Well, that's not well in green. It already doesn't work that way as it is. Like right. it's when it's the specific combat ends, you do the green ability. Yeah. So if you're attacking with multiple, it's not like when all your attacks are over, you then like can only do one green or one green per combat that happened. But for him specifically, just the way it's worded, I don't think it's this way. But like, it's not totally impossible for me to believe that you could actually affect like the combat pool by using his ability on a green card but i i don't know why i don't know that it doesn't say that let's just put it that way so. yes it is something that needs to be clarified um and i think that's an important one to clarify it's not a i mean it's going to happen every time well maybe not every time you attack with him but it's probably a good enough amount of times that you're going to need to know I don't think that's how it's supposed to work, so let's assume not, but like... Right. So I think the way he's supposed to work is basically you get to green twice, and one one of them is just basically doesn't cost you the the discard or the or the swap, as the case may be. Yes, that's yeah. another open so, question. <laughs> yeah. So for people that... It costs you a card from your hand to, to do it. Yeah. One time. So um, he's very good as we start to see more of those collector type green cards they mentioned, like the one um, like focus fire was. Oh yes. Yes. So he's extremely good in those decks because it won't, the, the whole downside of that mechanic is yes, you're collecting the cards into your hand, but you're giving up like, unless you're giving up cards you have in your deck just because they're pips or like redundant upgrades or redundant abilities that you need. Um, the, the negative of all those collector cards was that you ha- now they were sitting in your hand, quote, collecting dust until you had all three of them or as many as you wanted to play in one turn. And he allows you to get around that by basically just taking one in your hand without getting rid of another card. Right. Although so, Focus um, Fire specifically kind of goes back to your other point of that provides an orange, so 
depending on what right. the timing for this is, does that steal it from your combat pool? Presumably not, but... Yeah, or or allow you to put a different one in, like, you know, put a double orange in or something like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, good. So I like Swoop a lot. I mean, he does cause one more star than the old one. Um, his stats are fine, but he's a specialist, which I've been looking for ever since that um, specialist base card came out. So, like, I oh, think yeah. you'll see play because there's just too much... If if a if we see more continue to see more playable greens, I think you will definitely see play in the non combiner decks that are out there. And he certainly obviously helps you with the combiner mechanic. Yeah. And it's seven stars, he does fit a number of those awkward slots. So I know personally I've always on lookout for seven, eight, and nine characters to try and rearrange things. For example, Wheeljack inevitably ends up on a lot of teams currently, but then it limits Okay, it's Wheeljack Barrage something. And more of these seven, eight, nine characters are are definitely helping out for those scenarios. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be very popular because I think the silver bullet mentality and the collecting mentality of green are both helped by basically just getting one without costing anything. So. Absolutely. Yeah, he definitely could have a home, whether it's the Combiner team or not. Uh, and I guess that's worth calling out before we move into Volcanicus himself. Uh, and Grimlock. Oh, it, yeah, we can... I assumed when you had started out with him that that was... Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to give away too many secrets. So I guess... No. So Fine. one of the other things I wanted to call out was that there was an official post uh, in a number of places basically explaining how the combination works. Uh it appears, unless I'm completely misunderstanding, that you have to use five of the new guys. You can't combine with any of the original Wave 1 Dinobots. It's the back of the card. That's the whole point. Like, the other right. guys don't have that on the back of the card. So. Right. And in, that makes yeah. sense. The yeah. only complaint I have about it, and I don't. this is a, a silly thing for me, but yes, it's the back of the card. I guess that should be obvious, but it there's nothing else calling out that it has to be them. So I guess where I'm going with it is a newer or brand new player is just going to go, well, I have five Dinobots. Why can't I do it? Kind of thing. Um, you'd be missing some of the card text, so potentially. So I guess that answers it. But uh, I would rather if the Enigma or something specifically called out certain ones or, or had some note on it. But it, yeah, it's, it's a minor, like super minor thing. Um, and it, a lot of text put on the cards, I guess. Oh yeah, the enigmas have a lot of stuff on there. Um, yeah. Plus, like you said, it it's the back of the card. <laughs> you, yeah, you kind of need it. So, mm -hmm. um, before we dive into the big man, uh, the other big man is Grimlock. Uh, we started out with him just briefly, but yeah, this he does something so unique among in, in card games in general because it mentions things outside the game. That it's exciting in and of itself for that reason, but I know you're pretty hyped about this guy. Yeah, so it, what, what this allows you to do is cards that key off of your KO file, and the only two right now that I can, well, there's three that I can think of right now. Well, not counting Combiner and Enigmas, I guess there's only like, there's really only, it's like things like, like Cliff Jumper looks at the KO file, obviously, come into play with Grimlock, but the two big ones are like emergency maintenance and I still function. 
Um, yeah, when so, you brought up the former the other day, I I sat back for a second. And I go, huh? It, it was one of those moments where I just sat back in my chair and went, yeah, that that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. So if you put it, uh, I mean, he's obviously you can't play the combiner without him, without his oh, ability yeah. going off it at least twice. Right. Um, and the fact that. And, and I know this hasn't been ruled, but I can't imagine this is not the case. Like, he can get any Dinobot, so you can obviously do your whole sludge, I still function, old sludge, I still function tricks. Because now you can transform um, him in the KO pile, so it makes it a little... <laughs> otherwise, yeah. I think the other ruling that needs to happen is that you can't get one uh, a character, the exact version. that you like. I, I don't think you get another copy of this Grimlock and put him in your KO pile. I think it's all considered, like, you, you can't get multiple copies of the same guy. Right, whether it's in play or already in the KO pile, and getting on the KO pile, that would make sense. I think that's a safe assumption, even though it hasn't been said at this stage. Yeah, so you can either use him to get like your typical I still function targets, which are Sludge and uh, the original Grimlock. If you're not already playing them, put them in your pile. Use I still function on them and get their abilities for one turn. If you're not already using them to begin with, yeah. Um, and the other thing I really like is you really only need. If you get if you get it off twice, there's a high percentage chance that emergency maintenance will work. Assuming any one of your other guys that you started with, whether it's a two character list or a three character list, um, is KO'd at some point, you're you're turning on emergency maintenance like immediately. So you're getting a heal three with an orange pip, which then that card is to me like over the power curve where you want heal to three be. is a lot like that changes a, pip, a lot of right. things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, heal two with a pip might be good enough. Heal three with a pip is pretty damn good. Yeah. So now we're at a point where, like, we really only need one or two more KO pile-based cards, and this becomes, like, a much better engine than just enabling the combiner. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm on the, that's what I'm on the lookout for. Right. But his stats are abysmally low. Um, so, like, that's why mm -hmm. I think there are more cards like this, because it has to be fragile to not just allow the KO pile to be like an extension of your hand and things like that, because right. we're getting so much more efficient card draw on this set that like the excuse of, I only have three, I still functions in my deck is no longer to me an issue because we have, things you're going like, to find it. Yeah. We have like patience and we have like every stun con in the world draws you a million cards. So it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> so it's so like, I don't see that as being, and, and a lot of guys flip abilities are, are, are drawing cards. So I don't even see that being like, that big of a deal anymore so right i think i think you just have to be careful with what they're printing and if they are printing scrapyard based cards then like this guy goes up in playability tremendously yeah absolutely it, it's going to be exciting like you said it he is required for the combiner team but the potential outside of that is well i mentioned it offline that i would not be surprised that we don't see that engine materializing in this set only because I have to imagine that they had the same exact thoughts that you were just explaining and, and whatever else they were doing in their future leagues. And I could see it happening at some point. I, and this is again, all just an assumption. I assume they're not going to put it all together in one set. If for no other reason, than this is the combiner set. They probably want people to focus on the combiners. Yeah. It's just too fragile without those things. So, right. Yeah, and that is a concern for him, given that he has zero and one defense 
respectively, speaking of fragility. Um, I'm curious to see without that emergency maintenance thing or some other heal, how many strikes he'll actually get to trigger his ability when right. you're going second. Because so, somebody just hammers him, even a regular, say, scrapnel attack. Your opponent goes first, they flip, they get in on him, they flip two oranges. If you're not playing a lot of blues, are you're just eating seven and it, like he he's not going to live very long. If you expose him again, yeah. he's going to die. Um, so it's, I'm very interested to see what other support there is. Mm-hmm. So, any other thoughts on the individuals before we go into the uh, the combined mode for them? No, I mean outside of we don't know how powerful Grimlock is given the unknown. Like, there's right. at least, I mean, I, I would swoop definitely playable. Sludge likely playable, slag definitely playable. Right. Yeah, I can pretty much get on board with all of that. I don't think I have any major disagreements. So uh, since this guy's so big, he's covering up half the overlay. Um, and I have the Enigma down on the bottom right. So like the ones we've seen before, it gives you a bonus if you're already combined. Otherwise, it combines your guys. Now, this guy is the largest health total we have seen. He's also the largest star cost we've seen larger than Metroplex, uh, 56 health, a billion stars, and he probably murders someone the turn he combines, or at least you're hoping, because if he doesn't, you may be in a world of hurt because he only has zero defense. Are you super excited to combine him, or right now are you thinking you'd rather have the parts? There's, It's still too early to tell on... Without combiner only battle cards, it's still too early to tell, in my opinion. I would have the to only thing I, there. The only thing I like about him is the the old sludge coming into play and healing him back to full. Which seems like I almost feel like it's bonkers. not playable unless you can do that. Yeah, he's so if you go with the two I think the two lowest Dinobot health totals off the top of my head are Snarl at nine and Old Swoop at 10 but you can't even use him so you'd have to do uh to combine that is you'd have to use new swoop which is 11 i don't think any of the other ones had 10 so that's probably 20 on him already point being is that he's not coming out with that impressive 56 health total he's going to be significantly lower and given that the new Dinobot parts, including the Grimlock we were just discussing, can take a pounding early on, this guy may not last very long once you combine, barring, like you said, some sort of combiner-centric card that buffs him, supports him in some way. Well, at minimum, without having the old sludge combo, mm-hmm. Grimlock has to attack twice, assuming you start with Grimlock and two of the, the other combiner Dinobots in your starting team. So... You have to, like, if you want to get it any soon without having, a, you know, a boatload of damage on you, you have to be playing, like, ready-for-action type effects, you right. know, or new mission type effects, thing like anything like that that allows him to attack more than once early. And if you're all in on that, chances are your other guys are going to be damaged in some way, shape, or form. You can do it fast, but, like, and you still, and honestly, you still might need to do that anyway because... He technically would need to attack three times to allow the the old sludge combo to go off, and you need to be able to be playing like a patience the same turn that you're doing, or like you know, brainstorm the same turn that you're doing the enigma anyway, in order to have him like sit there, start out with six health. Right. So 
it, I, I feel like you really, we really need to see like powerful combiner only cards for this guy to matter because I don't think that his damage equal to the orange things is going to come into play because I just don't see if that's the way you should build any combiner team because of the health restriction thing. So I don't know that that's going to matter at all. Um, so to me, unless you can heal him all the way back with old sludge and get back to the 56 health, um, with no defense, like I don't, I don't see myself combining him very often. It's just yeah. too difficult. Yeah. It, it does seem flashy the, but because it's only that one attack, even if you have something like flamethrowers or some other bold enabler, assuming that there's a, you, you know, you have jaws of steel, you have flamethrower, and then let's assume a armor bold grantor in the set just for the sake of argument so you'll brutalize one guy but if you only have 20 health zero defense presumably you're running a bunch of oranges so you're not soaking any further damage from that point yeah i barring additional cards to support him i'm expecting and maybe this will satisfy people that were upset that the dinobots are now a combiner <laughs> that it'll be better off at least it appears initially to have them as parts. Of course, by I mean, the only way to, information. The only other way it'll work is like if you're playing this like, oh by the way, I combine anyway type thing. Right. That's the only way I see like an orange combiner deck working anyway. And like, oh, for my last attack, I'm just gonna combine. And now the oranges that are left in my deck actually matter. Yes. Because I get, I get just to like, you know, we're down to like one on one or something like that now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter how much health he has left. It matters like that he has six attack instead of these other low attacks plus this orange ability like now we're talking like it's a finisher but yeah it is direct it, damage it would, so it's but yeah it, you have to be laying into a big target or right it, it's, it's an oh by the way like i'll just combine at the end type of thing which yeah unfortunately like with this team is difficult because it's solely dependent on grimlock so yeah and the so far the of the Two combiner teams we've talked about, the Dinobots, uh, and we haven't gotten to the Stunticons, but we will shortly. It, The Predacons and Dinobots, to me, at least initially, feel like they want to be blue-centric to ensure that they actually live long enough, that you can buy the time that you need, which mm -hmm. is directly contradictory to this guy's power, unless we get a whole bunch of rollouts and matrixes to put on this guy. Well, because, because the giant number on the meme points is irrelevant. Right. Um, so all you care about at that point is I'm in, I'm at that number minus something again, assuming there's no like combiner only healing cards or anything. And then I have attack equal to my attack and defense equal to my defense. Well, my defense is zero or one. And we know the hit points are likely not going to be the giant number that's in the middle. Like, okay. Like, what am I getting out of the deal? Yeah. So that's why I'm still waiting for combiner only battle cards. Personally. Yeah. I think it's a, a safe... The way I've been kind of gauging it in my head has been you have to assume you're probably going to lose two combiner parts, maybe more, uh, obviously. But if you were to lose that Grimlock, you're down to 43. If you were to lose, mm -hmm. you know, an 11 health swoop, you're down to 32. And yes, that sounds impressive. But again, all the reasons that we just said, not to rehash them, it, it quickly starts going downhill and that's if guys were KO'd, not counting any scattered damage from your opponent playing Swarm or your opponent playing One Shall Stand that now carries over to this guy. So, well, well, they have to put two of them in the yard to begin with. 
Two right. of them have to be in the scrap scrap pile to begin with. So, oh yeah, yeah. If any of your if you any of your play guys die, you're immediately down that plus the two that you have to get from outside the game. Exactly. To even make it to even make it work. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I was trying to make it a little more best case, yeah. but even then, yeah, it, it seems even more brutal when you think about it. Um, yeah, because so, you have to be down a minimum of whatever twenty to begin with. Yeah. Exactly. So it's. So. We'll have to see because it's one of those that it, it at least for me maybe you can do the math that quickly but it's tough to judge the is fifty six enough <laughs> even before you like you said you consider other things that are coming out if you if if you can get the sludge combo off I think being a six fifty six is good you, I would imagine so, that's pretty good so, yeah <laughs> I think you probably yeah. only need to do that once maybe I'm mm-hmm. wrong I don't know um. So any other thoughts on Volcanicus or the Enigma before we move on to uh, the other combiner? No, it's just really about waiting for combiner-only cards. Right, right. So we'll leave our dinosaur friends behind, and we will bring up these guys, the Stunticons, who, for you G1 fans out there, you may be wondering who this guy is off-road. Um I assume, and not to digress too much on that sort of thing, we'll keep it TCG-centric, but I believe this was another copyright thing, I think, and that's why we don't have Wild Rider, and instead we have everybody but him. Yeah, So I assume so. It, there are a number of weird things like that that come up every once in a while. For example, Bombshell was hard shell for a number of years, and then they got Bombshell back. I. That one, I don't know yeah. if it was copyright or if it was just a you know general, they didn't want to use the word kind of thing. But in any case, uh, initial takes on the the uh, Stunticons, because I was pretty excited by them. So outside of the Stunticon team, I think all but... What's his name? The red one, I think. And even he's... Fr- I think they're all playable. They're all dead completely end. playable. Yeah. And I think... Uh, the tough and I, yeah. flip to draw a card but guy. Even, I mean, even he's. I don't him or the other car are a little less playable, but they're all still playable in my opinion. Yeah, the, they, uh, like drag strip is clearly playable regardless. The one that like the double blues become the plus two. Even he's playable, but his stats aren't great. But it's only five, so like, what do you want? Like, exactly. So, these are all playable, in my opinion, in some way, shape, or form, and especially comp- playable as a team because there's a lot of synergy there. Absolutely. But, um, so I guess we'll start with... I guess this so is the start- team where team-up tactics is really going to shine. Yeah, the, the, these guys make um, Nova Star look really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, well... Like, the, really, really bad. I have to say, I, I don't know <laughs> if she needed the help. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so... Um, um, so I guess we can start with the leader. Do you want to start with Motormaster? Sure. So he has the unique take, and he may exist on teams outside of this, where he prevents your characters from taking non-attack damage from your opponent's cards. Except for him, so he has to be the target. Right. But if he's yeah. a lightning rod for it, and they have to... Because he has eight health, so the obvious one that comes to mind is One Shall Stand. So they're going right. to send three of them at him or two in a plasma bird like right. that. That's a lot of investment to deal with a five cost guy. 
Yeah, you could just attack him though. That's I mean, as long as he's not protected. Like the right. weird thing is, like I wish he had both his abilities on the same side, obviously. But like, um, I think it's it's definitely a powerful effect, especially against certain decks. Um, so if you know you're playing as a deck like that, he's obviously going to stay in that mode more often in non Santacon teams. But it's his other side that I think is even more uh, exciting. The fact that you can redirect combat. Yeah, so whether you're playing the five wide Santacon team or even just like one or two other ones and, and fit him in with somebody else, like, I mean, you're probably going to be playing him and the other truck one, the one that, with three defense. Mm-hmm. The, the one that's not Off-road. Wild Rider. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he actually, like, he makes the other person the defender. So, like, you can do things like flip him into that mode and attack with him first and they have to attack him, and then, like, you redirect the attack somewhere else. Like, you're making them waste an attack. So against against teams that have less characters, mm-hmm. where they're already going to have to be making less attacks than you as it is, you're, you're, they're actually wasting one completely. Right. Like, it's it's almost, it's not quite, but it's it, it, it reminds me of, like, the way that Shrapnel makes you waste attacks. Like, he makes yeah. you waste attacks. Um, because sense. he's not even going to be the target, and you have to, like, I mean... You have to attack the guy that you may not normally attack because he has high defense. So, like, if you are able to throw an armor on the, the other target, like, chances are you're golden there. So, and funny story: the the other guy with off road, the one with three defense, is melee. So, body armor yep. starts looking pretty good. Yeah, I know he only has six hit points, but like. I mean, obviously going second, I would imagine he would be the target right away just to try to get him off the board like immediately, especially if you have a deck that can do that much damage. Right. But you have to assume, I mean, this deck plays extremely well as a blue deck, so you have to assume that he has a total health pool for one attack of 11 you have to deal right away. That's not easy to do. We know that. Right. Um, so as long as he survives, if your first action is to like put a body armor on him and then like move in Motormaster, like that's going to be hard to deal with. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and also the fact that, like, you know, he's a truck and there are other cars means that by him taking less damage when you want to, it it, it ups the value of team-up tactics heal tremendously. That's exactly what I was going to say. So a lot of people will probably look at this guy and because of how much you've been evangelizing, uh, one shall stand, one shall fall, um, a lot of people are going to go, well, you, you just you know, nail him twice. Team up tactics now saves him. Yeah. From those two. Draw the two cards also. I didn't do both. So. Exactly. So there are a lot of, like you said, the intra synergy for this team is pretty impressive. And I'm pretty excited. The, if we move directly into off road, so he's also a truck, as you were alluding to, he's anti cars, in his alt mode, which... Which is weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it, is that the first, like, hate ability we have for, for other tribes? That I've seen, yeah. Yeah, I don't recall any others, so it's kind of unique. Um, I guess, you know, cars, is, Autobot cars is already a thing. Stunticons are clearly going to introduce more cars, so maybe that's why. But it is a little odd that that showed up. I guess they just didn't want to be blind. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a five star, yeah. You, you, you feel really bad if it's blank, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
Now, his other one is when you flip, you can repair one from him, which, again, ties into keeping his minimal health alive. I don't know how much that's going to matter. I mean, again, it'll save him from the double one shall stand, one shall fall. But since he, I assume you're only going to transform this guy when you're ready to combine. I mean, I'm well for non-combiner decks, though. I mean, like, he might be the one that flips back and forth, back and forth. So, like, I think it's fine. I mean, like, yeah, when you when you have three defense most of the time, healing one is the equivalent of, like, somebody attacking you for four, which is huge. So That's also true. Um, so, like, any random heal on him is going to have huge effect. So, right. um, obviously, you just can't be killed in one shot. But assuming you can survive like that, any heal on him is going to be very powerful. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from off-road, picking up Breakdown, uh, who is a specialist, which, as you had said, was a tag that you're looking for because of some of the other cards we're getting in this set. And when he attacks and you flip two blues, he turns them into oranges, effectively, uh, in alt mode, which is interesting. Um, his bot mode is entirely blank, so I guess that's also part of the reason why they <laughs> they didn't want to have multiple blanks on the team. So what's his uh, what's his base attack in alt mode with the blue building? Alt mode is well, he's a two seven two in both modes. Yeah, four is not good enough. Like, so I, I don't see him seeing play outside the Stunicon team. Right. Yeah. He, I mean, it's I guess four is like better than Flame War technically, but like not really. So no, if if you were to play a blue-centric deck, I can't imagine you're... And it's not this team. I'd have right. a hard time hearing a, a good justification to include him over Flame War. His stats are fine. I mean, two defense is fine on a five-drop. Like, it's better than most of the ones we have, but right. it's just not exciting. I, I, don't, I don't think you'd play him outside of the Stunicon team. I agree. Uh, it is important that he is a specialist for the team, like we were saying, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's not going to show up too much beyond that. Now, Dead End, who happens to be my personal favorite um, Stunticon, I have him, well, I don't have him sitting on my desk anymore, the Combiner Wars version. He's in the in a DTOF downstairs, but uh, he's ranged in both modes. He has tough and alt, and when you flip to bot, you can draw a card, which is cool, but this is another one that I'm not sure he's going to be making a whole lot of appearances outside this team. Do you feel any differently? I mean, no. Because, I, I, again, unless you're somehow like playing multiple fives, I don't think I would play him. Yeah, if His it, stats are fine. His abilities are fine. But, like, nothing too exciting. I guess if... I Again, this is another... And I don't want to digress because it's probably something we agree on. But it's... If you're playing five wide, like five by five... At this stage, why are you not just playing a combiner team? I guess. Right, exactly. I mean, he's he, he, he will do his job in in Sunagon. Don't right. I mean, that's not. But he's just not exciting outside of it. That's all. Since, since he is a five cost car, if I recall correctly, Cliff Jumper's an eight. So you could yeah. fit three more cars, and that's that's it. What you could do now. Yeah, so it, it, I just had to you know walk it through for a yeah. moment in my head to be like, yeah. okay, is there something there? No, not really. No. Um, so the next one is Dragstrip, who's melee in alt mode, ranged in bot, uh, 372 and then 470. Uh, he's the one that when he's in alt mode and he attacks and you flip orange-blue, you can draw two, which I don't know how much that's going to trigger given that you're going to want a heavy amount of blue or a healthy amount of blue in these decks. I mean, 
there's enough melee that you could squeeze in body armors and things like that. Uh, treasure hunts. I, I mean, I just double pip cards. So, well, yes, but you, but you have, I got to see how many more there are that the deck actually wants kind of thing. Cause but I don't know. Not, if, we're talking non combiner teams. Like, like, oh, you're uh, playing yes. an Autobot leader, you'll play Matrix. If you're playing other flip ability decks, you'll want, you'll play rollout. And like, to me, getting all that and then drawing two cards while you attack similar to the, like the sludge thing, I think is good. Like I think this guy's really good, actually. You like this guy a lot? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I I can't argue with drawing two cards when I attack for a five drop like that. To me, th like that might be again. I don't think it's as good as giving tough one to your entire team with Flamor and mm. being a specialist. But I, I think there's play here to fill your hand back up and not have. Cause he still has two defense, so it's like these aren't insignificant stats. Yeah, he would for not that much of an investment. If you can reasonably expect to hit at least one blue and he has 10 health, I think you can safely assume that he's going to soak two attacks or an attack and something else. He's not just going to up and die immediately. Uh, it's going to require right. at least somewhat of an investment on your opponent's part, and they're probably going to feel bad pouring it into a five-star guy. And if he drew two cards, like that might not be... I, it's really hard to judge... like number of battle cards that are equal to number of stars, but, like, mm. you may get paid back by attacking with this guy, doing some damage, and drawing two cards, even if he just dies. Absolutely. Yeah, I I think you've convinced me. I wasn't super excited by this guy. I mean, like you had mentioned earlier, the Stunticons are drawing cards left and right, which is kind of important for when we get to the next part. But, uh, yeah, I could definitely now see this guy showing up in more places. That I think that's completely reasonable. Um, with that, we circle back to Motormaster. So were there any other ideas that you had had for these guys or any thoughts on them as a whole before we dive into Menasaur? I just think by playing Motormaster with, uh, I always forget the new dude's name. Off-road? The other truck. Yeah, yeah. off-road and, and probably drag strip at this point. Like, you still have room for another, for a 10, which is like, you know, a a key bot to use. So like, even if you, and even, even, like to me, even just four ten Motormaster and uh, the other guy, like that's worth it over, like to me, over playing certain tens that exist now. I so I that, just yeah. think that I think that combination as ten with fifteen stars left to go um, is really powerful. Like even if you played like a five and a ten or some combination of those two, like I can see playing Motormaster and uh, outrun. Right. With, uh, and as 10 stars, like, as a, because one of them has three defense and the other one allows you to bounce attacks to him or just has that you can't do direct damage ability. Like, neither, neither of them. I think you need to, I, th I think playing Motor Master himself is not going to be as efficient as you can be, but for another whole investment of five total stars, you get a totally playable guy next yeah. to it. So. They, You're doing a whole lot of damage, but... I mean, well, that's exactly that. what I was going to say. My main concern yeah. with these, and not to be a broken record, uh, with all the Combiner teams, I'm... And some of the general characters, uh, non-Combiner ones, that the low front end for some of them has me concerned, and maybe it's just psychological trauma from playing against the touch so many times, or other blue-centric decks where it's, okay, well, I'll hit for seven, Okay, well, I'll soak six of it. 
and I have 17, you know, like a gazillion more health. So it's, I'm, I got to see where some of these other things end up, where the other pieces fall sort of thing. Yeah. It's just different. That's yeah. All. Yeah. I can, I can definitely respect the potential options. It's one of those that, again, we don't know what we don't know. We got to see more and actually get the cards in hand to see how some of these are going to shape up. I just think I, I I'm just, it surprises me. Like, obviously we haven't seen all the combiner teams, but like there were not necessarily, there were like for the Predacons, there were not like, I can just play these two guys and it takes up 10 stars. And like, they have synergy with each other. Like, these two Stunicons have synergy with each other being on right. any team just by being the only two that you're playing. So, yeah, I will admit. So we, the way the previews worked for anybody who happened to come in late and then got everything all together for this team, we actually got the combined form, which we're doing last first. And then we got the team and their card. Uh, and by their card, I don't mean their enigma. And in both looking at the combined mode and then looking at the individual bots, Personally, I was struck by them. It, it just felt, and part of it was the synergy, part of it was the abilities on Menasaur that they just felt a lot stronger than the other teams that we had seen so far. Not to say that there aren't, there isn't a lot of potential in those other ones. We talked at length about what Grimlock could hypothetically do, and then there are some things that Predaking can do that are kind of mean. But I don't know. The, the Stunticons jumped out to me because of the inter-team, inter-team synergy and the combined mode as well. Yeah, Menasaur is, of the three, by far the most playable to me. Yeah. Um, because the character, like you said, the characters have such synergy together that, like, this... You don't have to... The only negative about them is that they typically want to attack in alt mode. Mm-hmm. And so, like, flipping in the bot mode and getting into the combiner form Sooner is going to leave you in a much worse position, both defensively and offensively. Right. Um, I think you can do outside, sort of a reverse transform. So if you get in with Motormaster first, start redirecting damage. But then instead of transforming and attacking with that guy, you, you'll you transform the back end first, if that makes sense, and work yeah, your way that's forward. Fu- that's um, fine. Yeah. But, so that aside, like... They have such synergy, and they have they they make to me such a good team on their own that like this can be a powerful like oh by the way I transform it uh, you know combine at some point during the match oh yeah you're on so because you have like what do you have like bold one tough one pierce one randomly yeah the pierce um, one's a little little odd <laughs> well because doesn't one of the characters has pierce one I think doesn't don't yes like? so it it, yeah. it I guess it's consistent but yes it, yeah it. Feels irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, if there are, and I'm hoping there are, combiner-only action cards, mm. clearly, Menasaur is the best of the three at using them, because he gets to play an extra action on the turn. So, I have so him up here... Ne- Go ahead, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 if there is some heal, or there is something like attack boost, or defense boost of some sort of action card, he'll be able to play them right away. Mm-hmm. So I have them up on screen now, and yeah, the first I want to call out that the artwork makes him look way better than his toy. I know, uh, so shout out to chat, both size matters, who I know is trying to post something. Sorry, I, I have links blocked just so it makes moderation a little bit easier. And also shout out to Lightspeed, who was, uh, I did see your comments about the the different Combiner Wars toys. I, we were just in the middle of stuff. Um, 
the artwork on this makes, because his Combiner Wars toy, I'll, I'm not a huge fan of. But <laughs> without digressing too much on that, the actual text on the Combined Menasaur is bonkers to me. When it, Like, getting an extra action a turn is wild. And then the fact that when he's combined, so you're going to play the Enigma, you're going to draw two cards, and then immediately get to play another ability. Right. That just sets you up so much. And the fact that you have two defense in what we're assuming, at least at this stage, is going to be a blue-centric deck. So compared to the Dinobots where, yay, you start with 56 health. Oh, you have to take like 55 damage as soon as you combine because all your guys are beat up or already dead. You may not have that much damage on these guys to begin with. And you yeah, can heal then, it away with before then with potentially team-up tactics or other things. I mean, yeah, th- I like this guy a lot. Yeah, the only downside I see, honestly, is that, is that if you are playing, like, a lot of alt-mode-based cards, like, if you were playing Start Your Engines, team-up tactic-type abilities, um, mm-hmm. he may not, like, he can't use those because he's not a car or a truck. Yes, like, that's... That does become a problem. Um, So you could be drawing a lot of dead cards, but I don't see that as a... Like, that's the only downside I see. And like I said, I'm just waiting for combiner-only action cards where he would make tremendous use out of them. Yeah. The... The Enigma does not take up your entire action turn, which is the most important part. Yes. And because it's... When we we talked about this last time when we were talking about, I think it was Confidence, uh, the Autobot and Decepticon ones where they're pseudo-inspiring leaderships it's digging you closer to other things that you want to play. So it's, And because it doesn't, like you said, take up your action for the turn, you can go dig for that action and then play it. For anybody that's out there that has played Treasure Hunt and was able to get the exact upgrade that they were looking for to play that turn, this, I mean, this fits right into that that's MO. It's exactly what you want. Plus, he's... The bold, if you're playing blue, probably, so he's a base six, because I think you can assume you're not going to get the bold, but the tough means that he probably has three defense. Like the, and there's an extremely high chance you're going to get a body armor out of the deal because all oh, you're, you're going to put that have three of them in your deck because so many yep. other guys are in play. Absolutely. So he'll come into play with a body armor, likely with some... He'll, he'll come into play likely fully suited up because your guys can survive longer than some of the other minor teams. So right. he will likely come in with all three upgrades on him. Yep. And then, like we said, have two actions to play and all this other stuff. So I, I'm still like I'm still waiting for combiner only action cards or combiner only upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um but assuming they exist, this to me is by far the most playable combiner. Yeah. It it is of note because you had mentioned uh the tags earlier. So he is a stunt to con, uh, which we'll get to with the next preview in a moment. But he is melee, so those body armors, even if they get knocked off early on or you don't draw them or whatever. He can still, you can still play them afterwards since we were bringing up poten- the potential bleh, of dead cards if you're running yeah. too many that focus on one mode or the other. Um, there's, I don't know, I don't have a whole lot of negative things to say about him at this stage. Again, it, pending other things that come out in the set, maybe we're going to see 10 other Windblade abilities and combiners won't stand a prayer. But right now. I can yeah. only assume that because she has an anti combiner ability that. That references the combiner mode. There has to be beneficial ones that do. I would imagine, yeah. It's it is odd to me that. So again, we 
we are in the dark, and I know I we both keep repeating that, but it's weird to me that Menasaur is the one that jumped out because yeah, Menasaur was cool and all, but I never had any attack like that. When I think of combiners, Menasaur is not the first one that comes to mind. It's, you mean Combiner Wars, the first scene? Well, yeah, but why is he? That's why he's there. Well, I, I'm not saying why is he there. I'm saying why is he the one that seems pushed? I guess. I guess. Um, because of that, because of that, I'm pretty sure it's the push combiner wars. I mean, that would make sense, but I mean, there were other combiners in combiner wars. Maybe there's a, a contingent, an army of loyal Stunticon fans. Cause I do like the Stunticons. I just never personally cared about Menasaur. Um, um, but like if you watch combiner wars, which I think I have twice, mm-hmm. it's really only sort of Computron, Victorian and Devastator. Like, they're really, I know that it's like Combiner Wars, but really, I don't think that there's Defensor or Superion or Bruticus or anybody else. Right. <laughs> like, and then Volcanicus and Predicate come in during Power of the Primes. Right. So, like, of that new media that was definitely going when these sets were probably, you know, thought of and being developed, like, yeah. those were the Combiners you saw on screen. Absolutely. So it doesn't surprise me. Yeah the the fact that Combiner Wars now is a few years removed um, also makes it, it timeline wise. So development versus when that was the Combiner Wars cartoon was both being built and you know the communication between those teams would logically make sense. It still feels yeah. you know they. I think most people are going to go. Oh well, Devastator. As soon as you say, tell me a Combiner. They're go- they're probably going to say Devastator first, but yeah, yeah, maybe that's changed because of exactly what you're saying. That maybe the first combiner a lot of people think of because of that cartoon is going to be Menasaur. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't expect Computron, but he was in that same scene. But right. I don't expect him. I mean, we'll probably get him eventually. I mean, we didn't think yeah. we were going to get a lot of this stuff in Wave Two, so you never know. But yeah. <laughs> of all the combiners, yeah, he's right up there with the Seacons as uh, unlikely yeah. combiners. For me. <laughs> or the Terracon, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, any other thoughts on Menasaur before we go into Stunticon Swagger? No, like I said, just be on the lookout if there are those cards, and I would assume that he's the most playable out of any of them as it stands right now. Right. So, this was the last in this cycle of previews for the, the Stunticons, and it's a Stunticon unique upgrade that turns off your opponent's bold and tough against that specific character. Uh, I like the the theme for this card. I like the artwork. I'm not a huge fan of it having no pips. Uh, since it's only turning it off for one into one character, I'm not quite sure how to evaluate this one yet. I saw it... I didn't realize this was previewed until I was double-checking everything for the show. So... I apologize, everyone. This is kind of like last week. I saw it for like a whole 20 seconds before we went live. Have you ruminated on this one further, Scott? Do you like this thing? Only on Menasaur. I don't think it's that, like, if they they don't have high attack, so like ignoring tough is not that big of a deal. And like ignoring bold is going to be a corner case scenario of like playing against decks that have that. I mean, I know a lot of them do, but not all of them do. Right. Um... Do you think it matters yeah. for Menasaur? Yes. I, I mean, mean obviously it, it matters, but, you know. It, it can't hurt, and will definitely help like control deck matchups because it turns off their tough, so it'll make his 
his base attack more relevant and obviously turn off bold when defending. So like I can definitely see playing it in the combiner focus deck, but I don't think I would play this like just as a Stunicon card. Right. In decks that don't have all five. I wouldn't I don't think I would play this. Oh, I don't yeah. think I would play it as probably a more than a one of in my combiner deck either. That's yeah, I would really have liked to have seen this have a green pip. Um yeah. I could definitely agree, okay, fine, it it affects combat inherently. Well, maybe not 100% of the time, but it's directly impacting combat when it's actually on. So don't give it a blue or orange. But without a green, it and even as a one-of, then it's, okay, am I actually going to see this card when it matters? You see it being, it's going to end up in my hand and not messing up my combat math. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the card itself, but I am excited by the fact, going back to your points from earlier, that we're going to be seeing tribal cards for the combiners presumably each of the teams will get one of these or more than one of yeah. these and they may if they are upgrades it makes sense because they carry forward to the combiners so that would actually make sense exactly so i i think the what this card represents is more exciting to me than the card itself but that being said i do appreciate like i said i like the artwork i like the demeanor that it implies for the uh the team as a whole it's really cool so they, yeah, that's fair i know it's outside the game kind of stuff but it it's still fun <laughs> mm -hmm. so um any other thoughts for this thing or any i know you nope. because you're pretty i'm messing up timelines because i've been working a lot of 16 hour days recently so yeah, I can tell. um <laughs> does it show <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you had a, a preview this week, correct? You can read the you can read the article. Well, long, that's why I wanted to bring it up. And there's a lot of math. Yeah, so, subtle push to the website. <laughs> yeah, there's um, been a lot of debate as to how good recon system is, and I stand by my conclusion that helping you in combat 45 percent of the time is worth a card and worth a star. I really like that card right. myself, <laughs> um, and that was before you know it. I'm. Scott's the math guy. I do like doing the math, and it sounds dumb, but I like checking his math. So I'll sit and try and do the calculations myself and then go. It's like looking in the back of the math book when you were a kid and be like, oh, well, that is the right answer. Um, but I liked that card to begin with even before verifying it with your numbers. The comparisons I've seen to like combat training are irrelevant because that's you have to have two other upgrades on a guy before you have... Uh, combat training on a guy for it to matter mm -hmm. um well that's comparisons. A, a thing in general uh, not just for this game but card games as a whole that yes cards are always going to be better or require other cards to do things but if they don't if they do literally nothing without other things it, it becomes a tough sell yeah so i don't get that comparison the aerial recon comparison also is closer to me obviously it's planes only but like the fact and this is the same argument with data pad the fact that you have to choose the card before you reveal all three even though you're seeing the same in an aerial recon you're not technically always seeing three cards like mm. but in data pad you likely are seeing three cards like it's not the same argument like when you see all three cards and get to choose it's way different than like having to make a snap decision based on one card first, and then you get to see two more. It's not the same. Are, are you saying that more information is better? Yes. 
Uh, oh, we got... Okay, so I... If this is the same mighty space pope in chat that I think it is, we have a special guest from the Wreck and Rule crew out there. Um, I'm not sure which member of the team it is, but I know that it's one of them if it's the same I person. I think it's Joe. You think it's Joe? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I quote, Yo nerds, late to <laughs> throw this idea in, but I think the Stunticons got the common slots just because they're easier to slot into non-combiner lists and still have keyword synergies, cars and trucks. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Oh, we guessed wrong. It's not Joe. Oh, my bad. You'll have to, like, you can reveal in chat who you are or if you want to keep it a secret. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think that's a reasonable uh, assertion there. And I'm I'm personally still holding out for Bruticus. If anybody has not watched the trailer for the old, well, na- I hate to call it old, but it's an older video game now for Fall of Cybertron. Watch the trailer for it and the combination sequence for Bruticus, and you'll immediately fall in love with him too. Um, the characters themselves are really cool, so I'm still hoping we see him. I'm the not Frenchy one. Okay. <laughs> I think Got that it. narrows it down if you're not Joe and you're <laughs> <Yeah>. not Frenchy. <laughs> um, I'm definitely anxious to see what the other combiners are, what the, the triple changers are. We'll we'll save the speculation for another time because we're we're running a bit late. Any other thoughts on these? preview scott or anything else for the set in general any other news coming up where can people find you all that fun stuff uh i have two more preview articles to write they take me a long time because i put a lot of math into them even though people don't read them all the time (laughs) and understand the math look if you put a picture i know i'm scrolling to the picture i'll read i'll read the words later (laughs) you see i try not to just put the picture of the preview card up there and like just say general things about it i like to like flesh out what i can when i can so like I might not have a deck list for every single one of them, but I try to like at least give you situations where the card is going to be more relevant. So it takes me longer to write them than. Sorry. Um, so I'm working on my third one now, and then we have four all together. So by next week, but there's really no rush because the set doesn't drop till March 1st anyway. Absolutely. We may have information a couple weeks ahead of time, but like we won't have information, all the information, like until a couple, probably a couple days ahead of time, like we did last time. Right. So. I'm in no rush. Um, yeah, VectorSigma.info, we already talked about some of the new things going on there. But like I said, continue to look for written content. By the time this goes live, we, we have a tournament this weekend we're playing in. I'm sure we'll have multiple, multiple tournament reports from that and deck techs, both video and from that. Um, we There's another case tournament in our in the middle of February, so that's still Weave 1-centric. Um, so we have that coming up, so there'll be previews for that as well, as well as articles based on that. Um, yeah, if you want to find me, I'm usually in the Facebook groups. You can hit me up on Facebook, personal messengers. People have done that. Um, I guess the only thing I'll say is, like, and again, to stress, like, I'm not sure how many content creators still have preview cards left to go. Um, I, all the content creators I know of have, have spoiled a lot of theirs, but I, I guess I'll just say like either read the articles or watch the videos of the people that are spoiling the cards because they put effort into it. Don't just look at the card and make your, and like most of the time, most of the posts I see were just making their own opinions on the cards, like were already stated more eloquently in the video or in the articles. So like, you know, I don't know, wait like, sorry, you didn't get it, and other people did, and you want to give your own opinions, but, like, you know, just 
give the reason the content creators got the cards is because they put the effort into the game. So continue to give them that respect by watching or reading the content that they're there. And this isn't anything personal for me. I could care less, but because uh, I know some people don't read it anyway. But just for uh, for anybody, just you know, absorb the content that the card is in, not just the card itself. I guess. Yeah the the content creators that are out there definitely do put a lot of effort into their craft, uh, and it's it sound may sound silly uh, until you either get involved yourself or you take a, a moment, step back, and and think about it that people are doing this of their own free time or in their own free time of their own volition. So it's definitely, I get for lack of a better way to put it, the least you can do is go through the content and, and can actually consume it as opposed to, you know, I guess scrape the cheese off the top and that's all you eat kind of thing. I just had weird, I've just had weird conversations where like, it's like, yeah, that point was made in the video, like for like a card by Wreck and Roll or something like that. I'm like, yeah, they made that point. Did you not hear that? And they're like, no, I didn't even watch the video. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> I mean, to so. an extent, I've, and this isn't just a Transformers thing, since I've been doing uh, other content creation for a number of other avenues. It's, it is something that comes up. There's always going to be a non-zero number of people that are just, I'm, I'm only here for X. And you know what? That's your thing. That's fine. Uh, but if you can, it's one of those, I guess, Courtesy, I, it, that doesn't feel like the right word to use, but it is something, you know, if you can, read the articles, watch the videos, listen to the the audio, whatever it happens to be. Because like Scott was saying, a lot of people are putting in the effort, whether it's the Wreck and Rule crew who's gracing us with their presence today or uh, a number of the other content creators out there that, you know, they're, they're putting in the effort. They want to see the game grow. Give them a little props for what they're doing. Yeah, that's all I ask. So, uh like Scott was saying, definitely check out VectorSigma.info because all that all the stuff is going to be linked there. I'm going to have the YouTube link in the show notes when this goes live, whether you're listening to it on audio or you're checking it out on YouTube. Uh, if you can, do the whole subscription, like, whatever thing because it does help. It does matter. Um, I guess that kind of does it for us. If you have any comments, questions, whatever, shout out to chat also for being lively today. Um if you want to tune in live, definitely subscribe to us on Twitch. So I guess, like I said, we'll close it up from there. Thank you for joining me, Scott. And everybody tune in next time for some more Random Thoughts.